Hey, it's Casey Cheshire from EO Boston. It's an honor for my team at Ringmaster to partner with EO Atlanta to produce this great podcast. If you're interested in an experience share around what it takes to launch a podcast, how to be a better host, or a great guest, shoot me an email at casey at ringmaster.com. And now back to the show. Entrepreneurship is hard. So let's fix that and dive into our hero's journeys. This is Taking Flight, an entrepreneur's journey, and I'm Sarah Torville. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of those already in flight. This show is sponsored by EO Atlanta. Hello and welcome, everybody. We have another very exciting episode ahead of us as we get to interview another really, really interesting guest who is, of course, an entrepreneur joining our Taking Flight podcast. So I am ecstatic to be speaking to our guest today. He is a podcast host, a business growth leader, an extraordinary thought leader. He's visionary and creates and implements business and marketing strategies. Chief Executive Officer at Business Nitrogen, host of the Infinite Business Podcast, David Asano. Welcome, David. Thank you, Sarah, for having me here. I'm excited. Yes, we're going to do this. I have my dogs in the background. They're excited too. So Hi, dogs. I, I don't have any pets with me at this moment. They may jump up though. They you may never jump know. up. Okay. This could, be, this could get lively. So, um, alrighty. So we're going to kick things off and we're going to move into our first really kind of interesting dialogue. I love to have it, I guess. I can't wait to ask you this question, David. What did you get right? when you took your first flight into your entrepreneurial journey? <laughs> I laughed because I think I made every mistake I possibly could and pretty much nearly lost everything. I mean, everything. Right. I crashed and I burned. Until, until with the last few, few dollars I had on a credit card, I, I pulled a rabbit out of a hat and it, it shouldn't have worked, but it did. Okay. So, so what happened? How did you get that right? Well, I, I, I think really it's what I did wrong. Okay. Um, I had, I had built two eight figure businesses before one. Um, I, I started a division for a company that was 50 years old and I grew it to, it was a $68 million company and I, I grew a $45 million division in five years. So my ego was really high. I then was hired, what I thought was I was an entrepreneur, but I wasn't. I was hired as a, a hired gun uh, president and CEO of a company. We raised capital. I launched something out. And once again, in five years, grew it to eight figures and was featured in magazines, was interviewed. And once again, my ego was high. I went off on my own and I made every mistake I possibly could. And... It really took uh, a day. We're in Atlanta. I went down to the Chattahoochee River and just sitting there and thinking and saying, what the heck happened here? And what I realized is when I did it, when I had success, it was because I had a team around me and I'm really good with a team. But when I was by myself, it was all ego and I wasn't about supporting other people. So what, what happened by chance, what I got right was adding value to someone right. ch- and with the last dollars that I had, and I wasn't even thinking about it. 
I'd met someone on an airplane, literally sitting in first class. And usually I put on my headphones and I focus and I'm really not social on airplanes, but this person kept looking at me and we became friends and he needed help with his website and his marketing funnel. And I was, I was actually a speaker trainer and coach with Tony Robbins and Chad Holmes at the time, trying to figure things out in between me launching. Uh, and as I went through every, I, I went hunt, went from being at the top of the world, having a lot of money and being in that top 1% to being hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And, and what happened is I referred this person to someone and this person called me and said, I just want to let you know that the person screwed me over. Right. This is all that they did. And what happened is I said, I'll fix it for you. He said, no. Well, I went out and I hired someone with the last few dollars I had on my credit card to rebuild the website and redo the marketing funnel. And I called them up a few days, uh, a few weeks later, and I said, hey, get on a, a Skype call with me. I want to show you something. And that person and those last few dollars that I put out just to make things right, because I didn't want anything on, you know, hey, listen, I, any yeah. bad blood, that person referred me tons of business and I had a marketing agency overnight. That oh that's what I did right. Putting every literally putting the last bit of chips on the table, and it wasn't about me. It was about serving someone else. Yeah. Wow. So that's interesting. That whole ego, and I, you know, that I understand. Well, I can't say I understand. I understand ego, but it's like I don't know if I've been in that position where I think I left. I left corporate corporate life too early to kind of for my ego to be perhaps as big as as what it could have been. Um, but yeah, when you've gone and driven companies to that size, you kind of think like, Hey, you've, you've seen everything you can do this. Yeah. yeah you can just make it happen. You can yeah. snap yeah. your fingers. And I mean, heck it worked in the past. Yeah. So why won't it work today? Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you moved into this new company and the, the, you know, the business where perhaps you got it all wrong at first, did you not take people from before with you? Was it, what was going on? Or was it just you initially just setting things up? No, I didn't. I didn't reach back into. It's funny. Both times I left industries, the people in the industry said, "No one leaves these industries. You'll be back." And I and I just said, "No, I won't." And I literally cut off and wanted to start something new. I I, I think part of the challenge was I wasn't clear what I wanted. Yeah. And I became an accidental marketing agency owner. Yeah. Listen, I've never built a website. Yeah. I don't. I, I grade at strategy. Yeah. I have an entire team yeah. that builds the strategy that yeah. I come up with. Yeah. Well, that sounds like that's, that's so you got it right. You found it. Finally, you, finally, I got you it right. Finally got it right. Oh my God. I love, I love the honesty, the candidness. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's, yeah, the, the lesson there is like you say, it's like, you got to lean into good people. I mean, there's that saying always, isn't it? Don't be the smartest person in the room. Bring people in with you who are smarter. At, yeah, what, hire, at what they do. Yeah, I remember when when I was sitting at the river, I remembered my grandfather who I who I grew up in his business. And, you know, he had an orthotics and prosthetics business, the artificial limbs and braces, and he didn't build any of them himself. I remember him saying, I can build any company if I attract the right people. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a great message. I want to come back to that. Okay. So who are or were your co-pilots on this journey? Like, and I don't know what, I mean, there's been a series of journeys of your entrepreneurship, but has there been a consistent co-pilot with you? 
I, I would say the only the the main co-pilot is my wife who supported me even while the plane was losing altitude. And frankly, if it was below sea level, it was below sea level. And she continued to believe in me and support me. And she didn't once say, go back to corporate America and get a job. She said, we'll figure this out. So I would say that, that she has been my co-pilot the entire time. And what uh, is her name? Let's give her a shout out. What's her name? Jen. Jennifer. Jen. I've never met Jennifer, I don't think. Okay. Well, well, I'll make sure you do at one of our, our next events that yeah. she comes to with me. Yeah. And so I would say it's her. Yeah. If you look at the on the the subliminal co-pilots, it's probably my grandfather's mm -hmm. uh, who were self-employed. One uh, did it at a younger age and he did it. He was an attorney, but didn't want to be an attorney. And he offered free legal advice for parts of companies and deals. And he built his wealth by just adding value to other people. And he grew up in the depression. He bought a property at one time. And my dad, you know, and his brothers, they lived in a trailer. And so he put everything on in building value. Retired when, when he passed away, he was very, very wealthy, but yeah. started with nothing. Yeah. And my other grandfather at 50 left corporate America as a salesperson, sold everything. And I grew, I had the, the blessed opportunity of growing up in that business. And still, you know, he's my co-pilot. A lot of what I learned watching and observing him yeah. when I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, in my, to my teen years, I get to reflect on today. Yeah. And you didn't even know really at the time that was even going in. I, I didn't realize it. I look back now and I remember sitting in my grandfather's office after someone would be making a sales call on him and he'd ask me, so what do you think of the person? Mm -hmm. Why do you think that of this person? Right. Would you do, should I do business with this person? Wow. And he actually took my advice and I was a kid. <laughs> well, I mean, kids are really good. I think at sounding people out, aren't they? Like they can tell if someone's not a, you know, I think they have a good sense. Is this a good person? Is this, is this not a good person? So yeah. yeah. They didn't realize that the, that the little kid sitting next to them while they were pitching my grandfather was the one who was actually judging him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay, great. So what is the challenge that you and your team had to solve recently? In the, in, in the current business? You know, I would say a couple different things. Focus and scale. Mm -hmm. uh, as I've grown, a lot of, I've gotten involved in a lot of different ventures and some of them work aligned with what we're doing now. And it took, it, it, it took my focus over the last couple of years off of our core business a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it came to me realizing that and, and cutting things even though I may have lost money, cutting things that weren't aligned or weren't where we where I wanted to go into the future. And then also, you know, releasing some clients that weren't aligned as well and saying, what do we need to do differently? And that happened over the the last three to four months of the year, me coming to these realizations. I needed to make sure that everything that I did that I put my efforts on was driving the mission forward of, of what we have in, in serving entrepreneurs and serving our community and, and how could we do it at a higher scale? And, and frankly, how could we do it differently? And where could, could we come up with 
frankly, something that could scale and didn't revolve around me that I didn't have to be involved in the day-to-day operations and going from being an entrepreneurial based business eventually to a company that I owned. And so that's something I've been focused on for the last four to six months. Talk to me a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Like a company that you can scale? I'm not clear. Okay. So in our business, we are a very boutique business growth agency. People think that we're a marketing agency. We're we're not. The companies that we work with, we work on everything from lead acquisition all the way to strategy, to copywriting, to marketing. And then we also help them with their sales team. We help them close, teach them how to close the deals. And we focus in on high ticket offers. The challenge with that is most of the people who come to the company come because they've heard about me. They've heard about my reputation. And so somewhat I have to be involved in that. One of the things that we've been, I've wanted to do for years and we, we have now a way that this could be our core business and it's, we very selectively choose who we want to work with. The scalability comes from a service or product that we can help entrepreneurs and and business, business clients with that doesn't need me on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So what would be your advice then, do you think, for other listeners who are also trying to think about scale? Um, I mean, how do you get out? I mean, how do you get out of being, so are you saying that you're, you're, to, you're having to get out of, to create this kind of new thing you want to do? It's about not making you so involved in the current business. And how do you accomplish that? Because like, that's very um, hard. I have customers right now, clients right now who, yeah, Sarah at all, they weren't involved on in it. So it's difficult. Well, I, I think one of the first things that I did was I gave up the need of of being needed and me feeling important yeah. from everyone needing me. So it, it was a psychological shift. Yeah. And really working on making sure that I'm empowering the team to make the decisions, making sure that we're hiring up the right people and we're developing the people in a way that they take the ownership of the vision and the culture of the company and it can take a life of its own that way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the advice is making sure that you are empowering people around you who can own their position, own their role and make, make their client, your clients feel comfortable with them. Yeah. That there's now clients that we're working with that frankly don't even know who I am. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a beautiful thing. And do you do that even with like very large scale clients, like people who may be paying significant amounts of money or is that, is is that with everybody? You're just literally trying to just remove yourself out and just empower everyone to be able to manage either every size of client. Uh, We, from no matter what size of client right now, I'm not the main person working on any of the accounts. Right. And do you touch any of those accounts? I don't touch them personally unless it's someone's on vacation and I'll pop in and say hi and it's, you know, and, and get a, get a pulse. So I'm not working on them on a, on a day-to-day basis. Although I know everything that's going on because on our team huddles or on our marketing meetings, when we're reviewing clients and talking about what's going well, where we're having challenges, where we need improvement, I may put input there, Yeah. but on a day-to-day with the client, I'm not. Yeah, I got it. That's that's great. So what is, I mean, is there something like, you know, we always like to refer, well, we always, podcasts, books, they're great tools for us to learn how to solve the type of problems you have been talking about. 
Was there something in particular, a book you read that helped you solve that or or just something you want to share with our listeners and viewers of a really great, you know, tool book for entrepreneurs? You know, it's interesting. I've worked with over the years now, especially being having the opportunity to be a speaker and consultant and coach for Tony. Um, I've worked with thousands of people and the number one thing that holds us all back that we don't really focus on is our, our mindset, our belief system. So many times I'll ask entrepreneurs, how many of you've known people that have had all the success in the world and they hit it and then all of a sudden it's like it crashed and then they hit it again and then they crash. And for some reason they weren't able to break through the ceiling and hands go up all the time. And you have to look at why do we self-sabotage ourselves? One, it's our internal belief system, the belief that we're worth it. And there's a lot that we need to do there. I, I read a book many years ago um, that was, I love business parables. Mm-hmm. You know, how-to books are great. I love the stories. And I I have a couple books and I just bought this because I shared it with my team actually this morning. Um, one of the books that inspired me to write the book that I just completed was this, and most people probably never heard of it. It's called The Book of Secrets. Mm-hmm. It's by Robert um, Petro. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it's really talking about spreading good world, goodwill in the world. And it's a book of inspiration. It's a, it's a grandfather that's in, maybe that's why I liked it so much because it reminded me of my grandfather. I'm just hitting you right now, but it's a grandfather um, who passes away and somehow left these clues and secrets for his grandson to discover. And he had to discover and, and how you can create your path. I love this book. Um, so, and then another one was Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, because it's another business parable about that challenge of good versus evil. And what do we need to focus in on to, and what do we need to avoid? And what voice in our head do we listen to? Okay. So the Book of Secrets, is that a business storytelling book? Yeah, well, it's, it is. It's from rags to riches. Uh, it's a rags to riches story and how this grandson worked hard and worked with a book about integrity, a book about values, a book about serving. And I'm just aligned with that. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It was really, really really great. So what excites you about your future flight? Where are you heading? Well, there's a a couple of great things that I'm excited about. Um, One is coming up with how I'm going to launch out the trigger moment, which is my book and serve entrepreneurs at a higher level. Mm-hmm. It's a business parable surprise. <laughs> Sounds great. I love yes. the title, The Trigger Moment. Okay. The Trigger Moment. The, the whole idea with the book is uh, uh, an entrepreneurial-based based competition. If, if The Hunger Games became a business book, that was this is what this would be. Hmm. I wasn't thinking about the time, but that's what people have told me, that it, it, it reminds them of the right. few people that have, that have read it. Uh, that, that inspires me and I'm really excited about what holds with that. And, and eventually when people read it, I want to bring the book to life somehow. I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but I'm going to turn it into a real life, uh, competition, so to speak. And the other thing is we've launched, I, I just did an acquisition that's very aligned with our, our core mission, um, where, I built the two eight bigger businesses that I was able to build and grow were focused in on finding your best buyer. If people have heard about a dream 100, I mean, heck, I grew 45 million with a target list of 25 clients. I just knew who I needed to do business with. I got 
half of, about half of them, and that was able to grow and scale. What we've, we're doing with our new technology, it uses artificial intelligence, machine learning, and we're able to do that at scale and helping clients find, attract, convert, and retain, hopefully, um, business-to-business clients using cold outbound email. And so that, that I'm really excited about because that business does not need me at all. And yet it plugs in with everything that we do with our core customers. Right. That is it. You have a lot going on. A lot going on. <laughs> Exciting things. I love it. Yes, it's all, absolutely. It's all, it's all aimed around business growth. It's all, you know, using marketing and lead generation to grow businesses. Is that right? Is that everything like is about business yeah. growth. I, yeah. Everything that I do is all about growth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So who are you? Like pre-flight, before you got going on this entrepreneurial journey, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about some milestones in your life, which have made, you know, shaped who you are today. Um, you know, it's a great, great question. Who am I? I'm wondering this myself. It's, it just so happens that we're working on rebranding myself right now. Okay. And I sent out a survey this morning person on my team who's working in my brand that does it for clients, but we're treating me as a client here. We sent out some questions and that was one of the questions. What are a few words that, you know, make people think about me? And it was interesting to read all the responses already. And, you know, some of the, some of the things that I got were, you know, creative, heart-centered, action-oriented. And, but, you know, when I look at all of that, all of that came because of hard work and making, doing things wrong. When I was younger, I think I was a lot more aggressive than I am today. Yeah. I probably wasn't the nicest person to work with. Right. And as I built my company here, I said, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be known as? When I look back and at, at the end of my life and I look back, what kind of impact do I want, what kind of impact do I want to make on the people that I work with and, and touch and what kind of legacy do I want to create? And it was actually, yeah, I, I choked up when I started reading some of the comments that people were writing because I'm like, I think that I'm doing what I int intended. Now I'm saying, how can I do it even more? Yeah. That's really nice. I'd love to hear that. You, you, you touched my heart there. It's like, yeah, it's like, I know that feeling of like, I think as you get old, not not, not all of us, but as we get older and mature and like, you, you want to lean in and be more to people and um, yeah, and, and recognizing that work doesn't have to be a place which is cold. It can be warm and full of great people. And yeah, it, it can. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I am far from perfect. I, I make mistakes like all of us, I probably make more than anyone else. I, I think that's, you know, who I am. I make a lot of mistakes. Uh, hopefully I learn from those mistakes. <laughs> and you, are. you have been, you have been. Yeah. Yeah. But who am I? I'm a learner. I, I study every single day. I'm learning something new. I'm, I mean, I'm 54 years old now and every day I'm reading something. I'm watching a YouTube channel, watching a, listening to a podcast Yeah. to this day. They're, over the past decade, I don't think a day has gone by that I've read something, learned something. And every time I, every day, I'm like, what is one thing that I can take from this and apply today? Yeah. So I'm a learner. 
Yeah, you are. It's really good. Great habit to have. So, um, Kami, like, if you were to do this all over again, would you do it all over again? Of course. <laughs> of course I'd do it all over uh -huh. again. I, I think I would do some things differently. I would have taken the... Well, the question is, if I did it all over again, would I be able to do it all over again with the knowledge and skills that I have today? If if I did, I would do it all over again yeah. and do it better. Yeah. And no matter what, today is the first day of our rest of our lives and we yeah. get to recreate who we want to be, how we want to show up, how we want to serve people from this day forward unequivocally. So yeah. we get to do it all over again every day. That is a great comment. I love that. I agree with you. I'm about to say amen, but you know, I'm not trying to make it that, you know, but like, amen, my God, you just said some <laughs> great things there and it was wonderful. And you're right. Every day is a, is a brand new day to be the best person we can be to others as well. So I love that. I love your philosophy on life and on business. Um, David, it's been, yeah, great. So what do you do when you're not learning? I mean, you're doing a lot of learning, but like, what else do you do? I think I'm a, I, I, people ask, what else do I do? Do I have hobbies? Um, I work yeah. because, but it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. I have fun doing it. I, I love what I do. When I go to, to conferences, I love what I do. When I'm speaking mm -hmm. on stage, the, when the people come up and say, I, the, what you, when you said this, I'm going to implement it to me that it, this is fun. Yeah. Um, my hobby I think is learning. Mm -hmm. My hobby is learning and my hobby is, is business. And, you know, I don't play golf. Yeah. Um, I'm no longer a CrossFitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I tore a rotator cuff. So there's a reason why I stopped doing that. Yeah. So t today I just have fun learning and, and, and meeting people and, and doing what I do. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to say do something outside, but can business be a hobby? I guess so. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, I think we're trying to create this lifestyle as entrepreneurs, which is fully integrated with our personal lives and they blend from one to the other. So all you are, you are the business person that you are, you are the, and not just business, you are the, you know, you are selling yourself um, and selling your ideas. And no, I, I think you can be all of that is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. I know you like travel though. You do some. You know, I do travel a lot. Yeah. I have been traveling a lot. You know, it's interesting. I love traveling when I'm there. Yeah. And at the same time, I'd just rather be home hanging with my wife if our kids are here and our three cats. Yeah. So I like it when I'm there. I mean, I've done some amazing things over the yeah. past year. I mean, from hiking a, a volcano to to traveling in, you know, just uh, did a family trip um, in Israel. I mean... Right. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of cool things. Yeah, but being at home is good. I agree. I like being at home. Yeah, I agree. So where can people connect with you? What's the right way for them? If they want to ask you a question, how can they get in touch? Uh, I think that the uh, the best way is, well, if they want businessnitrogen.com, if they actually, believe it or not, if they opt in on the site, I do see everything. Okay. Uh, so if they go to businessnitrogen.com or um hit me up on Instagram, uh, real David Asarno, not the fake one at real David Asarno. Love that. Okay. Well, thank you, David, so much. It's been wonderful having you on the show today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Thank you to our audience. If you learned something today, 
something made you smile I always say that because that you know we're doing this to be smile <laughs> I want to have fun and we want to learn something we want to enjoy each other so if you learn something and if it made you feel warm inside and you want to share this with people please go ahead and do that uh, thank you again David for joining us I really appreciate it oh my pleasure thank you so much and it's been another exciting episode of EO Atlanta's Taking Flight and I will see you guys next time and so that wraps up another episode thank you for joining for show notes and other episodes, visit us at takingflight.live. For more information about EO Atlanta, visit eoatlanta.org. Special thanks to the following sponsors.